up, Movie Trivia Schmodown fans? Welcome to the Schmodown Rundown, the official episode of the Movie Trivia Schmodown. My name is Brad Gilmore, but you might know me by another name. Oh my god, you're my dream boat, for sure. Brad Gilmore in this bitch. You might know me as the boat, and I'm joined by the man himself. Looking very he doesn't have he doesn't have Chris Paul pretty eyes, but he's got a hell of a nose. His name is Frank Janish. Sexy numbers from a sexy player. <laughs> love those numbers. Sexy numbers. I love those numbers. I'm Thank feeling you. really good about those. Oh, I'm feeling those numbers. My nose. You went to you went to the nose. This is this is the great. The nose looks great. It's a you great nose. Eyes, nose. This is like putting together Mr. Potato Head over here. This is Yeah. Yeah. I think I think uh, Mr. Potato Head is no longer Mr. I think it's just Potato Head. I just want you to know that. <laughs> it's great. It's a big change it's, in the world. That, that's really affecting my day-to-day. Yeah. <laughs> I can continue on. Yes, you can. Um, welcome to the show. We have a good show for you today. We have a big throwdown going on tomorrow night that we're going to be talking about. We had some great matches, including um, a, a big teams match I think a lot of people are looking forward to. And tomorrow... Even a match that I'm excited to preview, Jada Paramo versus yeah. Eric Zipper. And I'm excited because here's some breaking news. I will be on the desk for that match along with Andrew Guy. Interesting. Yes. Wow. Yes. They made, they I made have, quite the mistake. My hopes for that match have come down a little bit. <laughs> they should. But I'm sure the play will be exquisite. The, the play is good. <laughs> That's all I can guarantee. Yeah. That's you all know, I can guarantee. You know what's funny, Brad? You, you texted me and you're like, when should we bring Kate on? As, as if we discuss any of the, like our show plans off air. We, we always discuss it on air. I know. Why is this any different? So, well, because, because uh, Kate is joining us. Uh, the den mother herself is joining us. And I just don't know if, we, if she joins us now or, or you know, we make her wait. Yeah, she for can wait while. for like four. I think she's got like 40 minutes to spare. So. <laughs> I know. I mean, she, she doesn't really have anything else to do. <laughs> right. I mean, she's a mom and like that doesn't take a whole lot of kids, work. I kids like. take, yeah. they need no attention at all. You just so, wind up and they go, you know? Yes. Yeah. But I guess we can bring her in now then. Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay. Please welcome to the show the Katest mom ever, the blonde bombshell herself. Kate Mulligan is here. Get off your bed! Get off your bed! It's fine. They're not. They're fine, guys. Everybody. Okay. All right. I mean, hey, look, I'm not a parent, so maybe that's how you. That's how you. They're not to do here. Things. They're not My, here. Okay. No. I gotta. I gotta back up to look as tan as you. The ring light blows me out. You guys don't, don't even you, comment you, on that. Don't. Don't you have like a setting? There you go. I was gonna say. Don't you, there you go. Look there at you that. go. Yeah. Aren't you guys yeah. glad I put my eyelashes back on? <laughs> it's like I'm a, so I barely recognize you anymore. I know. It's, it's like, like a, a whole. Old, I know. Whole different individual. How about it? <laughs> How's it been oh. going, Kate? Oh, I. You know what? Let's just just go just go for it. Bring up Del Rio. Let's let's get into it. <laughs> let's get into know? it. How did she know? Wow. I'm like they don't want to talk to me the entire season until. <laughs> well, truth be told, we tried to get Goddard, but he, you know, he he, he was like nah, and so yeah, yeah, um, that's fair. But yeah. uh, no, like there's there is a whole lot to talk to you about. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, not just the Del Rio stuff, but there's I mean yeah. there's a lot of stuff that's been going on with the Den. Yeah. And you know Harper, you have Jader going up. You know tomorrow he's got a big match. Obviously we're going to talk about Outsiders and, and their match against Press Room. Uh, but Kate, you know coming into this season, this was now your second season as a manager. Mm-hmm. You know, last season you got pretty much thrown into it. I think it's fair to say. Yes. Without really any any no. prep. And, and now that you know you went through a whole season. Yeah. You now the bad decisions one. I make are my own fault. <laughs> no, no, like, what can you blame them on now? It's yeah, like... what can I possibly? It's not the freshman, you know, it's not the freshman 15. This is just some honest weight I've put on. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we all do. Um, I, I, I think uh, what I really, I'm really curious about is what did you take from, from last year and how everything worked and bring it into this year? You know, we're still in the digital age, so interpersonal, like, you know, connections, it's a little bit still tough. Yeah. But what did you bring from, from last year into this year? Or what did you want to change or do something different? I did want to have a more, I feel like um, there was a character that sort of led, that I led with last year, right? That's a, it was, you know, based off of your accent, um, I want <laughs> nailed it nailed it um no um no i you know i feel like i uh 
uh, yeah, I just feel like I, I led with character last year and, you know, that was just sort of my comfort zone. I didn't know much about the game. I didn't, I didn't know, I, you know, so I think I sort of, it was a, a crutch a bit to say like, oh, okay. Like, and also like, it was something I doubled down with on the draft. I'm like, well, I'm not going back from it now. Like I yeah, basically yeah. like Christian's like, stop doing that. And I was like, there. <laughs> so it sort of felt like it, I, I, and like, by the way, he's so supportive. Like he was like, okay, so yeah. this is what we're going to do. He's like, we're going to make it a choice, you know, like, so that's, he gave us that scene to justify it, the scene that Grace and I got to do. And, um, but I think I wasn't really, uh, I think like, you know, I supported them and, but I feel like there's, there's been a, now that I'm not worried about, am I going to be funny or am I going to have a funny react? Like now that I'm a little bit more myself and then I can just sort of be like a spikier version of myself. I feel like that's been a much more natural fit for me and for the members of the den. And I think, um, you know, I, I do think something that, that I just realized this year is that it's a, it's not, it's a, it's a, there's a handicap in being with me because I'm the only one of the managers that has kids. And mm-hmm. so I do think there's like a lack of availability that I don't know that other factions have with their managers. Um, but you know, I, I put together a team that, you know, I try to get back to them. I try to respond, you know, but there, there's a patience that they have to have with me too. And they're all, they've all been such champs about that, that even though I feel like it's a little bit of a, a cross for them to bear that like, you're not my first children. <laughs> like <laughs> My children are my first children. Right, so like, right. I will call you once everybody's in bed and maybe not till tomorrow. So yeah, everybody's sort of gone with that. I feel like. Yeah, certainly that that's an element that, um, players and managers have to deal with i mean in certain different aspects or regards to you know other people have busy schedules whether it's work or family uh, i think a lot of showdown competitors and managers um are always trying to juggle everything and, and yeah. put as much effort as they can into this into the showdown um and everyone is has their own variation um of what you're going through or you know, yes, players and yes. managers. So. Oh, I'm not special. I don't know. Yeah, that, no, no, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I think it, it is one of those things that I think uh, fans and maybe managers and players alike kind of forget sometimes that we're just not, this isn't like a 24 seven thing as much as it, it certainly could be. Yes. And it is for some, um, it's just not feasible. And I think people lose sight of that. And that's where I think uh, some of the criticism that's, that's loved at people feels a little bit more, uh, personal than than otherwise because it's you know if this was my job you know all day then yes you know maybe you could point towards something I did and I go yeah I could but like there's extenuating circumstances that everyone's dealing with and yes. I think uh, that's just a, a healthy reminder every once in a while to be like hey we love doing this but at yes. the same time you know there are there's other things one going person on. who this is their full time job and that is none right. Of us. You know, it's like not. it's yeah. none of us. So, and but I also will say I think that you know the the curse of being the mom and not and having to attend to my own kids. Like I think I do have a really good understanding of the fact that every kid's different, every player is different too. Right, right. And what Saul needs is different than what Harper needs is different than what Silvestrini needs is different than what God. I mean, it's just you have to really you know I I, I mess something up in fact like internally in the faction with a with a dynamic and you know. I, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, why didn't I think like that person was somebody I should have had this discussion, you know, mm-hmm. because there are some people that like don't need the discussion. It's, you know, you have to sort of be right. able to feel out different personalities and it's not a one size fits all approach. And I think last year, I don't know that I really paid much attention to like the nuance of what each person needed. And it seemed um, like coming into this year when you were formulating the draft and you had Ben, you know, coming back with you and Paul yes. Preston, um, it seemed like, you know, you were really leaning on those guys to really round out and put together a team. And I think that's smart because those are guys that really know the game well and can play the game well. Um, what's it been like, you know, being able? Oh, hey. Sorry, that's the Fletch theme song, and it just so happens to be yeah. Christian Harloff calling me. Look at <laughs> <laughs> Wonderfully knows our schedule. Our, our schedule. He's like, hey, these guys are here. I've got to call them. It's funny. It's I was the- with him earlier, and I was like, I'm on rundown tonight. <laughs> he was like, cool. <laughs> he's like, what's Maybe that? He's- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he wants, wants to. Uh, hello, Maybe caller. He wants to call in. Maybe he wants to call <laughs> in. Right. Yeah. I'll see if uh, he wants to come on. Yeah. <laughs> you were saying. 
Um, it was, am I, am I, and the Fletch theme isn't just for Christian, just so everyone knows. That's like for everybody who calls. But continue. okay, all right. That's Wait, I don't know. It sounded like it was for Christian. You're like that's the Fletch theme, which means it's Christian. You actually can't you can't dig yourself out of this hole. You're like, hey guys, I'm in a hole. Put some dirt on me. Oh, just kidding. I'm not in a hole. He uh, left a voicemail, but I'm very afraid to play it on air. <laughs> Wait, well, yeah, on. you probably shouldn't. Yeah, probably don't. Shouldn't. I would say That's take that one off air. Well, doesn't I, doesn't your your phone pop up like the uh, doesn't it like do the uh, the words that pop up on the screen? Do you have that like option? Oh yeah, I like that. Read. can read it for wait, you. Or read it. Wait, wait. Can I read him the text? Can I read the text of what he says? Yeah. He says, "I said, hey, doing the rundown. What's up?" He said, "Yeah, I know. Out of all the cold <laughs> calls that you guys make when people are calling you and you expect everyone to pick up, I call in the middle of the show and you don't pick up the talk." Man, the FCL has gotten to your head. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, the cold call, the cold calls working. That's not how it works. You don't call I know. us. What is this voicemail? Now I feel. Yeah, this is great. Maybe he wants. Uh, is this good content? <laughs> Brad, I think I it's great. Sorry. All right, we can continue. Um. Uh. Yeah. So, what's it been like? <laughs> You know, um, learning, learning uh, or or leaning on on those guys for support and, you know, getting through the season because Ben and and Paul Preston, you know, talking to them, you know, they they think a lot about the game and and what, you know, kind of theorizing and strategies and whatnot. What's it like to have those two guys, at least as your, I guess, is your one two punch? Is that fair to say? They were. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I I built the team around them this year and I feel like I owe that to them for sticking with me because I think, you know, you know, I that's no secret. I was trying for Bateman. Uh, There's you know, there's no secret to that. I felt like, you know, what I I feel like what Bateman um, you could say what you want about the guy. Um, but I do think that like, he's a, he's a fan of the game first and foremost. And then I think he's a scientist of the game. Hmm. Uh, and I, and I sort of feel like what I needed was a little more science. I was doing a lot of phys ed last year and I needed a little bit more science. So it's no, it's no surprise that like it, but also it's no surprise other people were trying for Preston and Goddard and like that they stayed with me was like a huge vote of confidence from, and, and I was very clear with them all along, like. You know, I'm trying for Bateman. I'm trying for Merle. And the one thing I could offer was that, like, uh, you know, I'll build I'll build a faction around you guys. Like, uh, come to me and I will make those three spots can be anything that you yeah. want those three spots to be. Um, and, you know, they they I, I respect the decisions that they made. And I understand why I wasn't a lucrative place to go. And I understand why the dungeon was. And and you can see it's, you know, they went they went to the, the if they wanted to be winning. They went to the right faction. Uh, or they made it the winning faction that it is. But the the bottom line for me was that Preston and Goddard, I always, I just, I love working with those guys last season. And I feel like, you know, then making Goddard captain, um, it, it, it's, it was just a natural fit for him. He is just such a, a leader. I mean, you see that just even the way he streams, he's like engaging, he brings everybody yeah. in. He's so I feel like he's really made this faction um, into like this really cooperative you know, like if we have a match, like the wheel goes out, everybody gets the wheel, which, what slice you want me hopping on What's you know, it, it's, and everybody's collaborating. Thomas Harper, who yeah. is not a singles player is, is like hopping off of work, being a lawyer for the red cross to like jump on and give questions to somebody about, you know, Winona Ryder. I don't know, whatever those, the wheel sure. slice. <laughs> Clearly I don't know the wheel yeah. slices. Is there a Winona Ryder? Well, there, <laughs> I think there is actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. But anyway, I, so to me, I think, I think, listen, I don't think the season's gone the way any of us wanted it to, uh, especially for, for Goddard and for Preston. Yeah. But that being said, I would not, I would not go back. If you told me I could get Bateman and Merle right now, I would be like, I'm staying with my guys because it's, there's right. just the loyalty they've showed me this sort of collaboration. You know, we did that draft together. Um, I mean, I had final say and I, I you know, I, I pulled some audibles, but uh, that, you know, they it was it's like been a real collaboration with those guys and i will always be so grateful to them for that you know um i really love the dynamic that the three of you actually have and it was on display in your team's match and i want to get to that but in a second when you're prepping with uh saul is it a little frightening like is it a little scary (laughs) (laughs) because he kind of freaks me out i'll be honest with you he's saul's saul's got an intensity that I there's there's no doubt in my mind that Saul 
there's a body buried somewhere that Saul knows about. <laughs> that being said, Saul, I feel like Saul is somebody who has showed himself to be uh, all, you know, like I think it's what's it's what's amazing about him is I think he is so intimidating and he can talk when he's like, this is a circus and I'm the ringmaster. I'm like, that's scripted. How is that not scripted? And he just, it's just, he's perfect for it. And like the yeah. fact that he can talk the talk so, and like just be so cutting, you know, it's, a, it's called a read. He, he, he will read you. You know what I mean? Like Saul yeah. going to read you. And I, it's part of what I love about that guy because he also backs it up by being good. And I think people think I overpaid for Saul, but look at the person on my faction. That has yeah. gotten me two KOs, has taken two points away from the Mercs, and is now in a number one contender match. Yeah. Coming up. You know, like it's I underpaid for Saul should have been my number. You know what I mean? He was my yeah. he was my first pick in round two, but he was the first pick in round two. But uh, to me, I always saw that intensity that he he brings to the, like that's the intensity with which he studies. Like that's the intensity with which he does everything in life. And I think you know, I think it's I, – I, I don't want to – I think, you know, it's become a joke like me like hiding – I'm not scared of Saul at all. There's nothing to be scared of Saul. I think that like it's that intensity that I and – and you don't want to like start that rhetoric of like we should all be scared. Like I don't think – I don't. there's nothing – there's nothing about Saul that I find to be scary. Um, but I, I think his intensity, I think we could say, is scary. His focus, his laser focus and, you know, just the way like he dismantles like he just yeah he's a beast i i didn't i didn't see it coming i'll be honest yeah. with you i think frank saw it before i, I did yeah frank, frank did, saw yeah. it frank was like hey man this is the guy and i'm like i don't know about saul and then yeah. after these like few matches i'm like holy yeah. hell yeah this guy's an animal he's a complete he's an monster animal. he's yeah. an animal and he uh you know i think everybody's like well he you know kate dropped him last year this is you know the there's a there's a theme that happens like kate drops to somebody like i didn't put brandon hannah in the tournament last right. year and then i you know and and then they then they then i ended up letting brandon go and then they played each other and brandon won right yeah. so oh yeah. what a mistake kate made right that's that's the story kate made a mistake there i stand by that because i i I knew what Saul was capable of. I he did not execute it in that match. Okay, fine, but like, look where he's at now. Yeah, like the best thing that can happen to Saul loses because then he will come back and <laughs> murder. You know. Yeah, he's certainly been Super killing motivated. it. He, he took care of the real rejects. You know, one, two, and it's poof, it was brutal to watch. It was. Um, if, if and they're the nicest favorite, dudes. Yeah. They're Absolutely. very nice. Dudes. That's the, <laughs> yeah. It was just like oh. And he has no remorse whatsoever. At no, yeah. and he's not gonna. He's not gonna meet you where game. you are in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's some people that like. I think some people can come to a match, and you know, somebody with Greg Alba's energy, like the other person, might meet that energy and be like goofy too. So I was like, that's not my fucking game. Sorry, <laughs> that's, he's like, that's not what I do. That's not what I do. I'm, and he just, and you're like. Wow, this energy was unmatched, and I was like, I don't even know what to do at this point. I was <laughs> like, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, do I stay yeah. with you? Do I stay with your energy, Saul, or do I like swing? Like it was so to me. I just, I don't know. I, I, I love that about Saul. He's like, I, I will, I will not meet you where you are. <laughs> like, you yeah. want to come play with Daddy? Come play with Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the exact quote. Um, <laughs> you want to come play with Daddy? You want to do it? You want to play with Daddy? Um, don't wake Daddy. <laughs> don't wake Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, another question before we talk about the match uh, yes. from this week, which was which was the main purpose we wanted to have you on. Yeah. With uh, Christian Harloff went on the aforementioned Christian Harloff went on yes. a certain point of view another show that's you know it's a it's a it's a fine show it's an it's okay fine show. right it's, it's not fine. this show it's yeah. not the only show that matters but it's a, a show that matters not the only one. Um, he went on there and started talking about like next season and how it's going to be like you know a little different, a little more sports entertainment, less focused on the big sports side of it. He hadn't gone into any greater detail than that, at least with any of us publicly. Yeah. But how does that make you feel as someone you said? Well, you know, you have the kids first. You know, you have all this you know attention that's kind of separated at times. Do you think with it being a little, the factions seemingly being defocused um, going into next season is going to help? whatever members are on your faction or how do you feel about it in, in general? In general, I think the thing, one of the things that's so hard is there's the, there's the, the uh, game element of this and then there's the human element of this. And I think if I'm in a position where I don't have to make as many choices, 
that is easier on me in the human element because I sure. think, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, me putting Saul in the, I was like, well, I've drafted both of these guys. I can't just use Brandon. Like, you know, like, so I was like, I'm going to give Saul a chance. And then this year I had to be a little bit more like, no, I'm going to make the decisions that are best for the team. And, uh, you know, and, and I know that's going to hurt feelings and I'm, I'm not going to be able to push for some people the way I want to, because I need to go die on this hill. So I can't die on this hill. And so I, I am hoping that simplifying the factions means there's, it, I mean, listen, if it's decisions I have to make about who I cut, I'm not interested. In, like, <laughs> right, right. But that being said, like if I am, I'm, uh, you know, I don't know. I, to me, it feels like if it simplifies the human aspect of it, if it can be more business, <laughs> it's better for me because I suffer when the human, you know, when I yeah. like make when I hurt somebody's feelings or when I do the wrong, like right. it just. I that I take that stuff so seriously because I really care about these people. Uh, they're players, but again, this is none of us. None of us are doing this for a living. So, like, they're actually like real humans there that I care about, and I don't want what I the decision I made to mess up their day, you know. And that's happened. Like, I've I've messed sure. up people's days for sure with decisions I made. So, it will be better for me. <laughs> I it would just yeah, yeah. I hope I hope that simplifying the factions simplifies my life. And, is what I will say. Speaking of decisions, let's, you know, you brought it up as soon as you popped on screen, the Dave yeah. Del Rio oh, stuff. You yes. Know, we talked about it last week on the show we and yeah. we read Harper's post on, on Reddit that he put on the, yeah. And, you know, and to his, uh, and to his credit, he said, you know, I don't speak, this is from my vantage point. I don't speak for the den as yeah. a whole or for Kate. It's just from his He is my lawyer though, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a great. He should be. I think as the years progress, more and more players in this league are going to need lawyers uh yeah the way, the way we play this game um but you know i guess from your perspective yeah. and you and like what went into all of that you know he described you know Lacey has some others you know family stuff going on with her which is great news for her and stuff in, in that regard and looking ahead towards if harper is to accomplish certain things and then yes in terms of what that means for star wars tournaments going ahead um what, el what else can you shed light well. on? Right. Yeah. yeah. What else can you shed light on this situation? Yeah. No, I would love to. I mean, uh, this is not something I, this is what I will say. When I looked at my faction, there was only one, there, there was one person who hadn't played at all this entire season so far. And that was David Del Rio. Now I was thrilled. We got David Del Rio. I love David Del Rio, sure. but I look at the FCL coming up and I don't know if anybody's noticed this, but what I'm building is a star Wars champ. And I'm not building it. He's already there. But so what I need to do is both. Fo I need to put that is that is like where I that is like that has to be my number one priority right now is getting the belt into that man's hands. And part of that looks like upping his training. And part of that looks like taking uh, bullets out of other people's barrels. So for me. Taking Ross is like we're making a powerhouse here. Now, I did not uh, lace. I said to Lacey when this happened, I was like, nothing has changed. Like you two are the, you know, and and listen, it, it's you guys. And like Ross is just going to make you guys stronger and he's going to be here. And like we're going to get him a match or whatever. But then, you know, I wanted to put her, um, you know, I have to turn in names for spectacular or not for for um for the star wars tournament that's coming right. up next and in theory if harwar if uh if har wars if harper <laughs> i am gonna call him har wars though har wars. Yeah, yeah. It works for again. there you go if he doesn't if he doesn't have the belt by then it will obviously be thomas harper in that tournament for right. us. but then i said to lacy before i put you in the tournament i just need to make and this is after we, we already had ross on the on the faction like i said i'm gonna put you in the tournament but we have to confirm that you are that you're able to be in spectacular should win the tournament. I'm not allowed to any enter anybody who yeah. can't be in the can't be at spectacular if you win the tournament. And she was like, Kate, I'm having my baby four days before that. And I was like, <laughs> oh. so that's a no. <laughs> so, you sure? so that's what a no. What it if you're late? Something, it truly was not something I brought Ross on because I'm like, because Lacey's gonna, it wasn't about yeah. that at all. It was not to shade Lacey. This was and and as it is now, if Thomas does not have that belt, we will have Ross in that tournament because Ross will be available to. But it's right. not to me. This was about we Harper had quizzed Ross and he's and he's like, he is the real deal. Yeah. And Harper has already said he's made me a better player. The stuff right. that this guy knows because it's people don't understand. You can't. Alex Damon doesn't get quizzed by John Roca. Do you know what I'm saying? And I, I, mm -hmm. John Roca, sure. who I'm using that example because he's a brilliant mind for movie stuff. But like, he's not going to know 
to ask about the ATST, right, which right. which how many movies does the ATST appear in? Like, yeah, and I think you know you bring up a good point with that in terms of who do you have for your other players in, in terms of preparation because I think I think one of the things that was interesting about Corruption last year was we didn't really see a whole lot of like Clee Wiggins or Claudia Dolph, but behind the scenes we had heard like they were always you know helping and prepping and, and that helped propel them win the the faction title last year. Yep. Even though they're not as visible playing matches, they're behind the scenes as part of that support and that goes a long way. And I think. What you what you're describing here with Harper, Lacey, and, and Ross is you're trying to make sure you know Harper's in a position where he can go win the Star Wars title. We got to give him the best opportunity to do that. Yes, you don't know Star Wars as well as Harper, or not many people do. But it's like we got to find those people to help. <laughs> I him. just found out it's a TV show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, we got to find these people to help get him prepared because there's no like cross-faction, you know, study sessions going on, at least, you know, as far as we know. But it's, you got to do, yeah. So I understand. But that um, being said, I also want to clarify, because I don't want Ross to be like, wait, was I just brought, that's also, we believe in Ross. And like, and Harper's like, this guy's, and it's almost like we we, want to sleep with the enemy at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ross I'd rather have him on the team than against And I'm telling you, this guy, he's the real deal, and I cannot wait to debut him, because... I think I think it's very easy right now. David Del Rio never got a match while he was on my team, uh, on my faction. And then as soon as I drop him, he gets a match and he TKOs. And I I understand how that looks. I do. Sure. I there's I you guys are now seeing how good David Del Rio is. What you right. haven't seen yet is how good Ross Arsenal is going to be. Yeah. And so and how good he's making Thomas Harper. Right, so if I, you you know to me Ross I sort is of be the champion. I'm just putting yeah. it out there. Maybe not this yeah. season, maybe next season, but he's going to be the champion. Because what, which, what you're effectively good. doing is, like, sure, David Del Rio got a win. That's two points. But if Ross wins, that's three points. So for right. Star Wars wins. Truly. So, you, you know, there's another way to look at it because a lot of people are saying, oh, well, David Del Rio is really good. He took chance to sudden death last se- season in the tournament. You know, why would you drop David Del Rio? Um, again, he plays in division where wins are worth two. Harper right. Ross is playing in a division where wins are worth three, and if he and you, goes you know, into that especially, tournament, yeah. especially now that Ross may be in the Star Wars tournament for me, he's not winning me three points. He's win. He's gonna cut through that tournament. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm actually like, thankfully, I thought that was gonna be Lacey cutting through the tournament. So I feel bad that she was like, I mean, it was um, uh, learned. Hello, <laughs> yeah, I just learned today that Lacey is going to be playing Nikki Di Milanta. Yes. Uh, so we will yeah. see Lacey one more time. Yes, you're gonna get to see Lacey um, one more. So time. that'd be great. You know, I feel bad about Lacey's debut because it happened at the very beginning of the season. And the right. way this season works, if you if you lose, you're out. And who did she play? She played Gold Leader, who I think is arguably yeah. the second most exciting Star Wars sure. player to hit this league uh, this year. For After sure. yeah, of course, no, he's he's great. He's um, great. So, and I I oh I said that to Lacey that night. I'm like, best case scenario, it turns out Gold Leader is amazing. Guess what? It was best case scenario. It turned out he was amazing. You know, if you're going to lose to anybody. You got to, it's might as well be somebody that's going to cut through all the competition the way he has. So absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, so, I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled that Lacey's getting another shot at this. Cause I, she's just, she has been so, like, she and Rachel Silvestrini, they're playing that same role. They're, they are just yeah. keeping the heartbeat of this fact. They're, they're just like the pacemaker. They're like, yeah. And I think that, that's kind of like the other thing that I saw out there is like, why drop Dave Del Rio when you have Silvestrini who hasn't quite played up to, yes. uh, I'm sure her, which she, how she would like to play. Yeah. But it's, it goes back to what kind of role are they playing um, when they're not playing matches? You know, what kind of role do they play for the faction? I yes. think you have that loyalty and how it gels with everybody. So I think people, again, you know, and, 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 and to be fair to them, they don't really know what's going on. And, but also to also be fair to, to players and managers, you know, the fans will speculate wildly, and then we read that, and we go, "What are you talking about?" So yeah. it, it's it's really a balancing act of trying to understand without really knowing the full picture, uh, which is, can be difficult yeah. uh, from time to time in this community. This is what I will say: Rachel Silvestrini is her her singles record is zero and four, so in singles she has earned me no points. Right. So that's that's we can talk about that as a fact that we can find on paper. What you're not seeing is that every point that this faction's ever won is owned by Rachel Silvestrini. Like, truly, there's not a point that we have won that she has not been in a prep session for that person. There's not. I mean, well, with the exception, we'll say Saul. Saul won't let anyone train with him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, again, it's the bodies. It's the bodies theory. But yeah. but truly, the way that she has been every point, And I always say, like there was a match that happened recently and I said, da, 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 da. Um, 
won and you all won because that's how I feel about it. It's everybody's yeah. point. And like, that's the same, like Goddard can be like, I'm having a crap season, but like, I'm like, yeah, except for that you helped this person get those points and this part not like it's right. they, there is not a, there's yeah. not a single point that the den has earned that wasn't in part Rachel Silvestrini's point. And so that to me is the value of somebody like Rachel Silvestrini. She is well, just always there for everybody. You bring up Ben Goddard. Might as yes. well talk about Ben Goddard. Oh, look at that. And uh, Paul Preston from yes. this week, you know, playing the press room. And, um, man, it's just so weird. Paul Preston, I think, can be one of the best players in this whole game. Yeah. And he just has had the worst luck it's, of things. I don't That's even the only, understand at this It's point. the only I way know. to describe somebody who's that good. It's to, not, to, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's a it's like oh, it's a weird luck thing. Just to also kind of like put this all in, into perspective, his accuracy rate in singles is like eighty three percent. His accuracy rate in teams is like ninety percent. So like combined, he's answering like eighty seven, eighty eight percent, and yet he's zero and six in teams, which just <laughs> so crazy. No, blows my mind. I, I feel I don't I don't want to like I feel so bad for Paul because I like I just don't feel like he deserves. And he plays tough teams. I mean, press room was obviously tough. You know, uh, tough team yesterday. He played. He played. Final we should have. We should have beat. We should. Those two should have beat press room. I'm I, not I even think gonna, so. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna pretend like that. That was an upset, for sure. Um, yeah. We should have. That was. That was ours. That was ours to lose, basically, and we did. That being said, I think like I think what the optics of that look like is that if Paul's ninety percent accuracy in teams, then he must be partnered with people that aren't g- good enough to help him land that w and that's not, not the case the, it's, not, it's I mean, just right. not adam win and van goddard it's like and tom and tom and then yeah. tom obviously yes yes yeah tom um, i mean it's like so it's just i mean if, if you look at that particular match that the versus the press room i feel like um you know goddard all of us contributed to that loss i made a call that wasn't a good call i said stay with tom hanks how hard could it be? You know, I do want to talk yeah. about that because I don't feel like that was that terrible of a, of a call. I don't feel like it was a terrible call at all because it's Tom Hanks. It's a narrow slice. It's not hasn't really been pulled yet. And I was like, and... Goddard's going to know the newer stuff. Preston's going to know the burbs. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And he exactly. was right in his guess, but they went to multiple anyway. Yes. Then you checked yes. on a multiple on the on the uh, uh, Forrest Gump question. Get it wrong. You know, it gives I just them think, a steal but you know, like I think when you're when you know it, his instinct was to spin away. I was like, don't go with that. I think that throws off. Uh, that just can sure. You know, I'm just saying I, there was all of us played some part in that. Like, yeah, sure. Preston, I've never seen Preston miss in the first round. He missed one in the first round. Yeah, I've never seen that. You know, Goddard had to do the JT. I mean, it, it just you know it was it there was we were just off. I cannot look at that match and say like what bad luck we had. It was definitely <laughs> like, bad luck because I think it was a well played match on both on everyone's part there. You yeah. know, taking the JTs in the first round, which I know people are like, well, why did it take so many JTs in the first round? Well, there's like eighteen possible points to be had in that round. Yes. So that does matter. Yeah. It's a lot of points, so you better be going for and then God was going for a perfect round. So yes. you know, you do that, then you get to the bonus. So I, I didn't see anything where I was like, Well, that's a weird way to play it. I, I didn't see any of that. It was just Frankly, just and this happens a lot in the game. Bad luck. That's all you yes. can really just. You know, Paul Preston, his three pointer in that match. He just happens to get a question that just <laughs> can't can't pull, and it's just that's bad luck because you look at the rest of his game and the, the way he plays, and it's like he hardly misses stuff. But in these opportune times, it just doesn't click for him or for Ben. You know, lately, um, yeah, yeah. You just can no, only it's... chalk it up to to, to bad luck. I know, but it's a, it's such a, that's so unsatisfying because there's nothing sure, we can sure, do. Sure. There's nothing we can do to to fix that. So, I felt like you know there have been. I feel like the the the, the number of times, and I don't, uh, Frankie, you might actually have the stats on this. I don't have it, but like the number of times I've been in a match where that digital wheel gives the person we're playing spinners, spinners. and gives me opponents. Hmm. I I'm telling you, it's happened multiple times this season, <laughs> and like, <laughs> and you just here's the deal. We get we get the wheels early. We do the best that we can. You know, like so and I know that once we're back in studio, I'm sure we won't get the wheels early again. So that's you know, there's it's better it's better this way. But there's some part of me that's like, what is this algorithm? (laughs) Like they're like, Oh, it's Kate's people spinning. (laughs) It's like (laughs) what is the Kate code? It's okay, yeah. The Kate run the Kate code. Okay. It's opponent's choice. Yeah. I just I don't know. I, I feel like yes, I think that that last match though, 
I think mm-hmm. we all walked away from it not feeling like victims and feeling like ball droppers on that last one. Mm. I will say that. I'm glad it appeared that luck was against us, but I feel like there have definitely been other matches this year where I'm like, I don't know. Like you were leading the entire match. You didn't miss and it came down sure. to a five pointer. I mean, yeah, JTE Paul Preston is just that's I mean, that one breaks my heart. Heartbreak. Jader Unreal. Jader and Janine breaks my heart oh, to this yeah. day. Especially yeah. because I did not like her Poor sportsmanship when she knew his five-pointer that she said it. I'm still mad about it. I've never heard from her that she apologizes for that. I'm Janine, if you're listening, you shouldn't do that. It's bad sportsmanship. Okay? If you know the other person's five-pointer, don't say it. It's bad sportsmanship. Also, I really love Janine. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> to be clear, I really, really love her. I know. It's, it's, also, just, it's, it's like, oh, it felt like salt. Yeah. Sure. Sorry. Sure, sure. Also, to be cocky about something, you were losing the whole match, the entire match. (laughs) Be cocky about knowing his five pointer. Interesting about that, too, is that, you know, Jane and Jeannie were on the suspects, and so they were training a lot together. So, like, they they knew each other quite well in terms of strengths and weaknesses. Um, I know that was, that wasn't, that was a crazy match. Um, Yeah. Breaks my heart. JTE and God, and uh, Preston breaks my heart. That, uh, that three pointer in the the final round that Paul Preston got the the Donnie Darko question. Yeah, that was a rough one, man. That was yeah. a rough one, and I can see why. I, I don't remember how the question was phrased. Did it say legendary comedian? Did it say something like that? I, something MCU? like that. Yeah. Something. No. What was it? I don't yeah, know. It was. It was legendary. Actually, um, it was like it says like legendary. I might have comic. it written down. I take oh. notes in the matches these days. Interesting. <laughs> Oh, this one's little... just staying. This one's stained with my tears. Fantastic. <laughs> Outsiders newsroom. It was something like that. It was something like legendary comic. Yeah. Had a brief appearance in Donnie Darko or something right. like that. Right. And, and like was... the answer was Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Yeah. And like uh, like legendary oh. comic, aren't the that's not the the name that comes to mind. I'm thinking like was George Carlin and Donnie Darko? <laughs> right. I'm trying to figure out like who yeah, the hell was yeah. in Donnie Darko and Seth Rogen oh. wasn't the one that I'm thinking of. Yes, yes. So that's a rough. That was a rough go. That yeah, was a rough. It was go. A rough that was there. There's no question. There was a rough go. And there's some behind the scenes stuff. We won't talk about that. But there's there was you know uh, that was that was another uh, something happened behind the scenes that I had made a call on and. Sure. It, you know, it, things might have turned out differently. That's all I'm going to say is that's definitely that's one where I really look at that match. And I think, you know, and and Goddard, Goddard takes the stuff so hard. He's like, I realize now if I had he's like going and I'm like, Goddard, the, yeah. there was three of us. You sure. two were playing it, but there was three of us making decisions that had constant like all of us are all of us. had. I said it's it's and I don't know that he'll accept it, but like it just seems to me like, uh, oh, yeah. Prominent, prominent comedic actor. Well, according to that, poor minute. Yeah, that's the, if, they, if it was <laughs> yeah. poor minute, I really should have challenged. <laughs> right, what right. does poor minute even mean? Prominent, prominent, uh, prominent. Yeah. I guess. Okay, I, okay, I guess well, I give that. I mean, you know, as heartbreaking as this loss is, you do have Saul in a normal contender match against coming up against yes. um, Ramos here at the end of the month for Collision. How excited are you to see? Saul in a studio match. How excited are you to be there in person for that with him in that setting? Well, what's it going to be like for you? I, uh, you know, walking into that type of environment. I think if there's a switch that flips, because I talk to Saul all the time, and there's a there's a flip that switches in him when he's just doing digital. Whatever that f- switch is, it's a much it's a it's like a maybe that's a dimmer switch, right? <laughs> he's got like a straight up light switch, I think. I'm. <laughs> I feel like the showmanship that this guy has, and then again, backed up by the knowledge and the ability to dominate. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think anybody would want to go up against Saul Live. I think he's going to be a very compelling. He's also like this is a guy that's like he's a big wrestling fan. I mean, he used mm-hmm. to be like a stunt man. He's a performer. Do you know what I mean? He's a performer, right. and I just think this is. I would be if I was uh, anybody, but if I was Amaru Moses, I'd be like, oof. This guy's this guy. Can Oof. we do this digitally? Because <laughs> <laughs> we we've talked to Sam and and he feels very confident Amaru being in that environment as well. And yeah. so I, it's going to be a very interesting day. Yeah, um, I think so. Especially you know for for studio tapings, if you will. So it's gonna it's gonna be. I'm looking forward to it to see how too. that all unfolds. Because will you be there when uh it when they shoot it? Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be great. 
So that you, would be you know, great. you didn't you didn't ask me, Kate, but it's okay. Well, I know um, where I know you're in a whole other state. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I know where you are. <laughs> um, talk about it real quick before we get you out of here because you've been so yeah. gracious with your time oh, no. tomorrow. Boys, as I said, the boys are still gone. <laughs> J- Jader Jader Paramo is going to be competing yeah. against Eric Zipper. You just talked about how uh, devastating his performance uh, or not performance, but the no. match was yeah. against uh, Janine coming out of that five. What do you think um, tomorrow, you know, going in? Zip is a guy who, um, you know, last year beat Paul Preston. Very yep. impressive. Yes. Um, just in general, a really good all-around player. The um, most likable human. Very likable, dude. You know what's you know interesting? So, the most likable people just have the, the not good Paul records. Paul Preston. You know, I mean, it's just. Paul Preston. Adam How Witt. does this happen? How does this Bad happen? things happen to good people. Oh, my God. Adam Witt. Paul <laughs> Preston, yeah. Adam Witt. It's, I mean. Adam Witt has mind. never won a match. How is I that mean, possible? It, that's you know it's what he's won. He's won fan he's won favorite every match. Yes. Yeah, truly. Yeah, sure. Like like most valuable personality goes to Adam Witt every time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, dude, tomorrow, I Jader, tomorrow. Yeah. Listen, I I feel like this is a nice even match. I think Jader. Um, I don't think people know what a Jader is also one of the greatest guys. I think you know he looks like a cool tough guy, but like this is a guy that's like hi, Shug. Um, this is a guy that's like absolutely he's he's a father of two. He's an yeah. incredible father. He's studying to be a paramedic. He works a full time job. This yeah. is a guy and he cares so much about this and he still shows up to help the faction yeah. and to, to run questions with people. This is a guy that I wanted. I wanted that win against Janine so badly because I just sort of felt like he really showed up and showed out that day and it just didn't at the it came down to a five pointer that he couldn't land um and janine knew the answer to i don't know if you guys know this but janine knew the answer to it yeah, i heard something that about somewhere. that yeah, yeah so that's fun okay. um but she uh, but, but i i just feel like so i want this for him and i think that i just what i i just want i want him to shine through i want i hope that he can pull it off zips no joke we know no. that's that that's the truth and um I just hope that we can, you know, that that maybe luck and the wheel go our way, and that Jader just shows what a great stand-up, easy breezy guy was. You know, the the first time I played against Jader was there was a match with Tom, and I was like, oh, this right, dude's yeah. this dude's in pro-. like he took Tom to the. I mean, he was yeah. he got saddled with like an '80s movies for his wheel slice, so he he sort of like lost it in the second round, but he was toe to toe with Tom. I was like getting shook. He maybe even was was beating. I think he was up um, eight to seven. I think he was. He was eight, up. Eight, yeah. I think he was. I, I think and was I was like, one, yeah. and he was such a gracious. There was like a little kerfluffle in the middle of that. He was so gracious, so yeah. chill about the whole thing because he was just like he, he's like I'm not interested in st- like walking away with it. Like let's let's do what's best for everybody, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I got my eye on that guy. I love that guy. So yeah. I'm I, I've so been happy. A, been a fan of Jaders ever since he came into the league in, or, in Orlando. Met him at Orlando after the fan, you know the. The fan contest, the fan match, and met him afterwards. And then um, he was in town for that year for Spectacular as well. Hung yeah, out I remember a little that. Bit. And uh, he just has a great story. He's a, really a good dude and um, someone very easy to root for. Yep. And uh, same thing with Zipper, too. I mean, he's got a great yeah. story oh of hasn't didn't start off like at the level he's at now and just has worked his way up, playing in three divisions and just very likable as well. Um, so that matches me really – it's tough to say I'm rooting for someone. I know. I love both of those guys, and uh, I just know it's going to be a great match between both of them. Here's what I'll say. We're going to be sad whoever loses, and we're going to be happy <laughs> for whoever wins. So it's a, it's a great thing. Yeah. Because yeah. there's some matches where I'm like, if that person wins, I'm going to be furious. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, at least at least we don't have that. Yeah, we have a win-win tomorrow. Yeah. Hopefully, for your for your faction's sake, the hurricane on, pulls off the dub. Yes. Uh, but we will see. Kate, always a pleasure. Thank you for Thank joining us. Thank you so much and, for having me. Such and we're, we're looking forward to the rest of your season. Seeing how We're at the midway point. We'll see what happens with Solid Collision. And I'm at the midway point, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's still a lot to go. There's still, still a lot of time left. A lot of time left. So we'll it. see how your season uh, unfolds. So thank you for joining us thank tonight so on The Rundown. Love thank you, boys. Goodbye. Boy, Chris, Chris Paul, those eyes. Very pretty. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the Kate eyes. came in on a uh, conversation I was having with Frank Janish about Chris Paul's eyes. Uh, I mean, they, you, they, I... You know what? I was asked. Yeah, I said it. I said it, and so I own up to it. You own it. Um, we're going to talk about some more matches here. I yeah. feel like though I should return 
the cold call favor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Should we do this? We should. I've been thinking about it, and I said, you know what? Let me cold call back Christian Harloff. So let's there do it go. right now. That's interesting. Let's do it right now. And uh, while you're doing that, do eventually, you know, part of the show is also to. Uh... Oh, what do you think? What now? Now I'm important. Now, <laughs> with, uh, now that you interview you interview with with the Dan, I get it. The lovely lady. You know, I mean, she is a lovely lady. This is Christian Harloff. Cold call here on the rundown. But you know, you know, uh, I, the, here's the thing. Can I be honest of why I, I screened your call? Because you're scared of me. No, no. Well, I mean, a little oh. bit, but mainly because, you know, all of a sudden I'm seeing a mid-season check-in with this other show that isn't this show. You know, I, and I was like, you know, maybe I shouldn't, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't, you know, talk to this I know, guy. It's crazy. You know, you know, it's crazy about that. You know, it, you're right. You, you know, you know, what's so nuts about that. They ask. They ask. We you own ask. this show, Christian. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. But I'm not just going to pop in. They asked. I don't know. You're, you you guys put together. Frank, you made it very clear on your Reddit thread that you are the one who puts together all the thumbnails and the and the guest. I know. Well, PLD does the guest apparently, as you said, and and you know you do everything. So it's okay to sometimes say, uh, you know, when I when I text you about the rankings and say, hey, the, or or we still have Lacey Giller and uh, not Lacey Giller, and we still have uh uh who's it. John Hoey, not John Hoey. Who's on there now? I Do you even know what you're talking about? Are. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. know what I'm talking about. The match, <laughs> whatever. The, there's, there's some matches. There's some matches on that. You went above and beyond to just post some schedule that no one approved. <laughs> well, you know. Hey, look. I'm not gonna reveal what I put in the other email to explain my position, and, and that'll remain internal with the company. But look, it. it you had to give the people something. It's true because I was I was on vacation and yeah. I didn't get to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Thing, things happen. I'm glad yeah. that you had a great vacation. But I, I, I did want to talk to you just briefly about we have big things coming up, but it was announced officially today. Spectacular is back. Yeah. Spectacular yeah. December the 4th at the Globe, Los Angeles. How awesome is it that Spectacular is finally back in person in a big event, live event setting? It's crazy, man, because, like, we – so Chicago – well, no. New York, the first New York event that we ever did was, like, the fastest that we sold. So there was only, like, 375 seats, and they sold out pretty quick, right? Spectacular is, like, 750, 800 seats, but we've already sold out of all the elite passes. We've already sold out of all the VIP. We only have, like, 14 tickets left for the Expo. Um, and then there's going to only be like general admission tickets left. And we've already sold like 40 or 50 of those. So they're going, they're going quick, really quick. And it, it feels great. It means that people are excited to come back and, and I'm about, and I'm, I'm 99% sure that I'm going to announce something else tomorrow. And not on this show. Got it. <laughs> not on your show. No. No. Well, don't, if it makes you feel, if it makes you feel better, the, the official Schmodown. Uh, account gets mad at me too. They're like, "Why are they? Why are you posting from your account?" <laughs> <laughs> I hear the same thing for the FCO people. It's like, why can't you announce it on the actual account? Um, can you? Okay, well then, let's talk about this. We know, we know it's coming, but we also know Collision is coming at the end of this, yeah. uh, the end of this month. Um, we were just talking with Kate about the Saul Amaru Moses match. Yeah, and it's something yeah. I also talked to Roka about. How how big of a difference do you think some of these matches will have uh you know how much i don't know i guess the outcome of the match do you think it could change based on it just being in this physical environment i talked to john roca about how when he's in the studio he's got a certain intimidation about him when he sits down at the desk in front of you and it really changes the dynamic of the match do you think that that's going to happen with this collision upcoming well certainly could um a hundred percent it would be good to say no because there's so there's so many factors, the ones that you just talked about, for like Roka. Like, I think Saul will be a, a, a live event uh, or a live atmosphere type player. I think Amaru will be that type. Um, I think that we know that Shazam is. They're both the main event competitors. They, they, they've been there. It's not gonna. It's not gonna shift. There. They're gonna get more excited, right? The only thing is basically going back to the conversation that you guys had is how much is the is the um, the speed round going to make a factor because it's completely different the buzzer round to the fast money round on digital and how, and the, is that going to be a disadvantage or an advantage for Shazam 
uh, or corruption. So we'll find that out. But as far as being in studio, yeah, man, that's a that's a it's a big thing because it gets you 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 get pumped. And the big thing that with with digital in general, and I've been talking about this lately, is one of the main reasons I give all the competitors all the credit in the world. They've been working so hard. We've had some great matches, but I think a lot of com- uh, players are getting burnt out on it. I'm getting burnt out on it because it's not what the game is built on. And the fact is, when you're in the studio with some friends or even you know uh, even if they're on different factions. You talk about the match afterwards. Frank, you've been there. Like when after yeah. the match happens, people go around. They're talking to each other. They're talking about the match. There's that camaraderie. But you, you're able to shake it off a little bit. When you lose in digital, you're sitting in your room by yourself in front of like yeah. a closet. You're just, you're just sitting there with your thoughts. And Smith talked about that when he off. lost to Chandru. Yeah. Yeah, it's just lonely. And mm-hmm. it's not fun. And I've had a few competitors that I've been talking to. It's not fun. And I said to them, like normally, like I, I, you know, part of my job where I've got to have conversations with the competitors about if they if they suffer a bad loss, everybody feels like like Mike Kalinowski uh, has been uh, when he loses, he wants to n- never play again, and when he wins, he wants to play for ten more years, right? So right. it's like that's what happens with all these competitors, but it's different in digital. So when they say I'm, ha- you know, I'm not having fun, I go me either. So it's a matter of we have to. It, we've it's done such a great thing and we've done so many great matches but we have to pivot and we have to shift and we're getting there now and the spectacular has proven that the fans are ready for it too oh i'm i cannot wait oh my gosh it's gonna be great um let's talk a little bit can let me ask you this though about mike kalinowski you brought him up i think that mike is the greatest intergeekdom player of all time i think that you can make a case that he's pound for pound like top three Schmodown player ever. Do you agree with that? As far as Intergeekdom goes, I think he's cemented if he defends the title. I think if he defends, he's done, he's, I mean, he's won this championship three different times and he's taken it off of, of uh, you know, of uh, three great players. Um, so the, the, the question is, can he, um, who, who, he won his first one against uh, Mara. Rachel and Mara he won twice, three- yeah. Yeah. Mario Mari, he Mari twice, and you know, and, and both Mari's losses come to Mike, and um, but he's got to defend it. You know, that was the same thing with with Roca when when Roca finally defended the championship. I don't think anybody questions John's legacy in general, right? Um, and I think that's going to be the same thing with Mike. Is that Mike? Mike knows it. Mike knows he's got to defend. Mike's got an opportunity when he's going up against Chandru that it's not going to be easy. Mike could potentially, if he plays his cards right, he could he could defend twice by the time he gets to Spectacular. I mean, he's got a lot of competition ahead of him. He's got to beat uh, Chandru, and then he's got to beat either Saul or, uh, or Amaru. And, um, but he's got an opportunity to go in with two title defenses going into Spectacular if he can do it. It's, I mean, it's, he, also, he could also be double-belted again come yeah. collision. He you could. Know? He could. He could be the that... So I think that answers the second part of your question. Do I put him in the top five all-time players? Yeah, I do because he'll if he if he especially if he if he does this if he wins if he wins the team's championship he'll tie Dan Merle's record of actual title wins. Yeah. But Dan will still have him as far as title defenses goes. But title wins hard not to put Mike in there. It's two different divisions, and and people forget he was a he was a, a, a like a name away from. Yeah making it to that title shot against Oyama. I think I've told people this before. I don't know. But like it was a yeah. one rare time that after that match with Snyder where he did the flash Mr. Sam Jones and yeah. threw that away, oh, that he missed his five after that and lost the game. I, for my own curiosity, I asked Snyder the questions that he was supposed to get, and Snyder got them both wrong. Snyder would have lost. Wow. And Mike would have won had he done that. Um, but you know that's not the way the cards went that way. And but Mike, Mike was a second away from, from almost being the first guy to be triple belted. Could have happened. Could've. It could have happened. Could've happened. Yeah. What? What? Man, I forgot about. Th- I mean, I didn't forget about that moment. But when you bring it up, it's one of those things where you're. It's almost like watching a car crash in slow motion. Oh, you're like, yeah. no, no. Um, what you know, crazy moment. Moving, moving along though. Um, just we asked Kate about it. So. Going in the next season, you talked about going more sports entertainment. Obviously, being in the um, studio is going to help with that uh, immensely, going back to studio matches. What, what does that, though, mean for things like 
uh, you know, as much as you can go into it. But what does that mean for things that we've gotten accustomed to over the last several years? Like, are there still going to be points for factions? Do you mean, can we expect trades and things like that? Or is that kind of on the back burner and we're not thinking about that anymore? I mean, no, it's not back burner stuff. There's still, there's still ways that it can happen. And I read the Reddit threads and people like, there, there was one argument I saw that actually made little sense to me. Someone said, like, well, I don't really like the the storyline side of it. I like the, the actual, um, <laughs> like, players playing uh, playing off their own stories, which I understand. But then he referenced, like Dan, when he played uh, Andrew yes, yes, and yes, watching yes. Andrew Guy play, uh, you know, and watching how he had to react to that. I'm like, they wouldn't be in that situation if it wasn't for the storyline. It's like, right. yeah, but then, you know, mm-hmm. but, but Andrew, yeah, but, but even then, but the fact that he got there, but you don't, you don't understand, Andrew wouldn't be acting like that. Andrew's, if you ever talk to Andrew Guy in like a normal setting, and if it wasn't a character and it didn't say, hey, we want you to be a bad guy, he'd be shaking Dan's hand and laughing the whole time, and you're not getting that type of, of atmosphere. It creates a different type of atmosphere, and it creates those moments. But as far as trades and, and all that kind of stuff, there's a way, this is what I was trying to say on a certain point of view, there's a way to combine it that fans don't understand yet. And I wouldn't expect them to because I didn't really piece it together until a couple weeks ago when I was, I was, I've been trying to piece it together, and it's just like I said on, on their show, it was like anarchy. It was like that horseman moment. It was like those things where I was like, oh, wait, that's how it works. That's how you piece it together, and you can still have those fun elements but still get big reveals and, and fun and heel turns and things like that. And at the moment when you're on the um, – when you're at stage watching a show in Orlando and a big moment happens, you're like, oh, well, that's going to lead to this and that's going to lead to that. And the second you see a few things that I have planned for Spectacular, it's like, oh, that's what they're going to be able to do next season. But you can't do that this season. There's too many rules. Like there's, I had I had something – a conversation today with somebody about, well, we want to do this and this and this. I'm like, I can't wait until this is over because it's too <laughs> limiting. It's too limiting. Absolutely. Absolutely, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with regards to next season, when will we find out? Spectacular. We have to wait all the way to Spectacular. Is that what you're telling us? Wait, what? Well, I mean, I think I think that – you know, I'm going to rewind it for it. My, my daughter's watching Strange Magic for the 87th time. <laughs> oh, you don't want to see this part of it? <laughs> hey, you're on, you're on the air. You want to see anything? <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> this, interview, this interview is over. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later, man. <laughs> All, right. All right. Bye. Well, there it is. All right. All right. That was our cold call of Christian Harloff. Ends as only a Harloff interview can end. And with should, an answer yeah. that makes you scream. <laughs> um, <laughs> nevertheless, thank you for his, uh, his time here on the rundown tonight. Frank. Brad. Frank. Brad. We, we got to talk about, um, what did you think of Beth May and Brother Lomas? It was, uh, it was an entertaining match. Entertaining Entertainment match. off the charts. Yes. Was it like the greatest game ever played like that movie with Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Um. With that said, though, Brother almost played a great game. He was good. Great first round. He got a wheel slice that he obviously at least seems like he studied for and really liked, and Robert Redford, and you know he smoked it, and uh, he he played great. Uh, in terms of Beth's play, you know, it was, um, you know, she referenced something interesting in her post-match in terms yeah. of uh, quote-unquote boy movies. Because, I mean, she's being asked about Schwarzenegger and, you know, and, like, these martial arts movies and things that I think that are more, I guess, geared toward the... the Stereotypical male-centric yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. And it certainly feels like that. Sure. Um, because it, it, it's kind of highlighted by the fact, but also a little negated, but highlighted by the fact that the reason Brother Lomas didn't get a perfect first round was that rom-com question, which she nailed to Renee Zellweger. Question mm-hmm. and so you look at it, you go, huh? Interesting. Uh, I think I think it's a valid point, but at the same time, it is a movie trivia. And we're asking about all types of movies, sure. whether they're skewed this way or that way, uh, which is certainly the, the league has addressed, I think, or or is always addressing, trying to address. Um, it just sometimes it might feel lopsided um, with any you know, with with any match out there, just randomly. Yeah. Um, which was to, like it's interesting to like that's what prevented Brother Lomas to go. Huh. Well, what if the match was? I don't know. It's it's not an easy job for those writers and and game makers, if you will, to make sure there's an even. I don't even know how you begin to even do that. I'm I'm that's above my pay grade. I'm not gonna 
do mental. Yeah, but 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 I don't even think you can do that. I mean, you can try, but at yeah. the same time, what you said, it's a movie trivia game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, there is so that's not to uh, diminish anything with with sure. the game because it's played straight up, and that's how what happened. And she's still, I think, in that that thrills category. I thought all variable questions. It just mm. in the in those moments, sometimes things don't come to you, or you can't remember how many times Hannibal's been. In, in a you know a movie so whether it's you know, it's hard to believe five which sounds I think, like a lot which tripped up not not only brother Lomas, but i think a lot of people in the live chat as well yeah um, it sounded like a lot i was like yeah, five was like, five jeez i only know <laughs> what three. i thought i thought it was three yeah yeah so three um well i, I think overall i think it, it, it's here's what i'll say if you're going to lose a match i would like to at least be entertained uh throughout sure because some of these matches where, you know, there's not a lot of great play, it could be a slog to get through, and you're just like, all right, come on already, just, Ooh, you know. Right, but it, with this with this match in particular, and some others like it this season, you go, I'm okay with the way this play is going because I'm still enjoying what I'm seeing on screen. And when you especially have two character-based players in Brother Lomas and Beth May, um, they're able to kind of take your mind off of some of these, you know, misses and whatnot, and, and you're just able to enjoy what you're watching on screen. And it's almost as if the trivia becomes secondary in a sense, not by much, but a little bit. And, and, and you go, I'm having a good time. I'm entertained by this. And that's value that the league uh, needs and wants. And I think we got it all in this match, despite, you know, the, the lackluster play, if it's one side or both sides or what have you. Um, I did think that in the thrillers, it was a uh, very gettable. There were like gettable questions. Some of them, it seemed like she, uh, Beth May just pulled the trigger too quick. Like the uh, Tom Cruise collateral question. Yeah, he's yeah. a taxi driver. Oh no, that's Jamie Fox, right? I mean, Jamie Fox is the driver in the movie, not Tom right, Cruise. right. You know, right. it's one some of those things. We just had one of those at uh, uh oh, uh, we just had one of those at Keaton in uh, Keaton Marquee, uh, former veteran or veteran of the Schmodown, just uh, played in the FCL over over the. Uh, Oh, on Tuesday, and uh, not to spoil the match, but she did give an answer. It was like, uh, what is Indiana Jones looking for in the Last Crusade? And she said, Ark of the Covenant. And it's like, oh, you know, it's like, no, it's it's not the Ark of the Covenant, it's the Holy Grail. But you just answer it so quick that at, at times, you know, you're not thinking through f fully and thoroughly. But fun match overall. I did, I did enjoy it. Um, I guess we need to discuss... What's going down tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow is a schmodown throwdown. Um, now, uh, I think is there. Pl there's plans for a live show tomorrow after the stream, right? Yeah, I will yeah. be uh, doing a, a post show tomorrow night. Okay, so we'll we'll just do it real quick. We'll do some uh, uh, real quick predictions about this. We don't need to go too heavily in it since you're going to be breaking it down tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but deception, lightning time. Love this matchup. Um, who you got in this one? I gotta go with deception. I just think the way Marisol's been playing, Adam Collins has been consistently playing. Although it's, I think it's, this one's gonna be one hell of a match. Um, when you have Ethan Irwin playing the way he plays, Liz Shannon is gonna want to, you know, not let down her faction, her teammate, you know, her friend Ethan Irwin as well. So I expect for a highly competitive match. I think we're seeing some of the best minds. Uh, right now in the game, go head to head, and I'm gonna give Deception a slight edge Ooh. only because they they when they're locked in, I, I I mean there's not a whole they don't show a lot of cracks. They haven't showed a lot of cracks um, ex unless you get to that five pointer, but they've proven that they can be good enough where it might not be a factor for them to even answer. Although I deem that very unlikely against a team like Liz and Liz and Ethan, um, but you never know. But if they get in that position, it's anyone's game, you know, as as per usual. I love, I love deception. Just to just to make it fun, I'm gonna go lightning time so one of us is right. Um, <laughs> That's fair. Rush more. Rush more and final exam. Ooh, this is another great matchup. I'm going final exam. I'm going final exam as well. I think Paul Yama has been one of the best team players this season. He's just been lights out in that setting. Especially when when you're able to pit his knowledge against two other players across from him, he always seems to come out on top, if not on par with anybody with with anybody he's playing. So, 
I think he also has a great mind, a great, great strategic mind for the game, sure. and that and that allows Final Exam to be somewhat successful in their run right now, or in, you know in the past you know that they've been running together, him and Lon. So, but JD and John Roca, I mean, you know they, they want to, I think, kind of get rolling again after that loss to Danger Zone and, and really prove some stuff. So this is, and, and I know Roca and JD are going to have immense respect for what Paul Yama is capable of. And, of course, you cannot sleep online. JTE would know, right? He believes that right. if they were in the tournament as evil geniuses, they would have won the whole thing. So what does that tell you about JTE in regards to how much he respects Lon Harris? Lon Harris, So yeah. there's, um, you know, and, yeah, Paul has lost to, to Roka, sure, but that doesn't make, make Roka take Paul any less lightly. If not, he probably takes him more seriously because he knows the type of Paul – type of player Paul is. So both of these matches tomorrow are just going to be insane in, a, in an idiotic way, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward sense. to it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. goes down tomorrow, Schmodown, Throwdown. Um, we're about to get out of here. I did want to say, if y'all are trying to find anything to watch tonight, stream something, uh, don't watch Baywatch. Oh, it horrible is horrible movie. No, horrible. no, 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 not the, not the movie, the show. Oh, well. So I'm rocking, yeah, actually, the old school uh, Pam Ann. Yeah, that's little, nice. Well, thank you. know what I mean? She's a Hall of Famer for sure. Sure. But even she can't make – Pamela Anderson run around in a bathing suit still can't make that show watchable. <laughs> it is so bad. I was trying to stream it last night on Amazon Prime. I was like, let me watch the first episode she's in, right? Yeah. Terrible. It's such a bad but, show. But what about Yasmin Bleach? What about I mean, Yasmin Bleach? I mean, I mean, look, look, look. I got be Yasmin Bleach. And my friends and my friends fans out there will know that reference. I I, I definitely pick up on it. Um, <laughs> do you know how how Pamela Anderson's character is introduced? She's literally standing by a river, playing the saxophone. No, <laughs> I'm not joking. Oh my god! All and right. she's like some concert saxophonist. Oh, That's how her character's introduced. All Insane right. show. Anyway, Frank, let the people know where they can find you and follow you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FrankieJ29. And you can probably find me at the nearest cinema watching Black Widow, baby. Ooh, I'll be in there tomorrow morning. You can find me on all social media at Brad Gilmore. This Tuesday on the FCL, our main event, Alex Marzonia takes on Aaron, what? the Titan Turner. That goes down this Tuesday. Hello. Bombshell on y'all. Oh, oh Mama Cita. We'll see you next week on this show. Yeah.